0: So it's a wonderful evening. And I have with myself, the person, the myth, the legend, no, I'm joking. Uh, that shift yourself with Emily Shoals is, uh, down here, giving us a hello, um, and talking a little bit about her experience with mental health and the current trends. Um, what's popping in the mental health space right now, as we speak, how are you doing at Emily?
1: I am great. Thanks so much for having me.
0: That's nice to know so for the people that don't know who you are at all give them a little uh summary or a little recap of why you have a stance in the mental health space or what what's your experience being like in the mental health space
1: sure well actually right now i am executive director of a wellness retreat center uh here in southern california but um i've also i'm also a transformative life coach so i've done i shamanic priestess work. I've done like all the things um, to work with my own invisible illness. That's like what got me into this space. Um, And so I've been in this world for about 15 years and I've been a coach. I've been an energy bar CEO. Like I delved into nutrition. Um, I was a professional actor for a while. I really just followed all of my passions. Um, And I became a coach during the pandemic because it was always something that came naturally to me. And I was looking for something to do. Um, And I was just really passionate about working with women who have invisible illness. Um, Mm -hmm. Anything that's chronic, mental or physical, um, where, you know, people where you've heard the line like, oh, but you look normal, you know, where (laughs) people just can't see that you're you're in pain, usually most of the time that you're awake
0: so for you like everybody has a journey that they go through when with their mental health challenges and then they they hit that challenge and then they overcome it some way shape or form and they become out like a nice little beautiful flower but it's not like that always but sometimes can be um for you what was what were you doing before you got into a lot of this uh, mental health space And then what was that catalyst that just pushed you over the board and said, scrap it, I need to change and I wanna help people?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, that was 15 years ago, I was a lawyer (laughs) in downtown Chicago. So working, you know, I was in law school actually before I got diagnosed with a lot of my um, issues. And I was married and I was kind of going down that road that I had grown up in, you know, 2.2 kids live in the suburbs you know and i i didn't want that but i wasn't able at that time to admit that that's what i didn't want and so that i kept it inside and that amongst many other things led to me having chronic pain you know fibromyalgia colitis like all of the like my my health just absolutely crashed and i was in my early 20s so Mm -hmm. um for me, it was a matter of survival that I had to change or I knew that I was going to um, possibly take my own life because I was oh, wow. at that point where I was like doctors, you know, I'm in my early mid 20s and doctors are telling me mm-hmm. that I'm going to be in pain the rest of my life. So just to like kind of get used to it and here we can help you like this way, but not really. What?
0: For, for people that don't know what fiber fibromed- mid- oh. How do i say that fibromyalgia Fibromyalgia, yeah fibromyalgia what is it like for the people that don't know i don't know so yeah no
1: fibromyalgia it is a catch-all phrase actually it's not it's an umbrella term for all of the for basically like if you go to the doctor and you say i hurt like my muscles my body hurts all the time yeah they'll test you for a whole bunch of things right and if all of those tests come back normal then they basically say you have fibromyalgia it's just like almost like inexplicable chronic muscle pain um and so like think of if you went out dancing like hard yeah you know it was like your buddy's wedding and and it's been like six years since you've been in the gym regularly you know you're gonna wake up the next morning and you're gonna, your body's gonna be talking to you, right? Especially cool. if you had a bunch of beers at the bar and stuff like that. Like, that's what it feels like. You wake up and you, you're, you're fatigued already. Your muscles are in pain. Like, it just, it's all like there's brain fog. It's different for a lot of people, but it affects mostly women. Um, chronic pain, physical pain, is estimated to affect 90% with female like that's how because we get, okay
0: so why female
1: why well i mean they uh, there oh, are a lot of theories, that? and i have my own theories so yep. i the if you ask me i mean there it's a very big question but of course one we live in an incredibly masculine skewed world okay so if you're looking at like this from a hermetic standpoint of like yeah. natural law um Everyone has masculine and feminine. Every, like, all of nature has masculine and feminine aspects. It's not gender, it's more energy.
0: Yeah.
1: And the, the, we're always trying to balance out. We're always trying to have this like homeostasis, right? So our society is very action driven, it's very aggressive, it's very, um, you know like hustle culture and work all the time and you know go get your bag and all that stuff right that's mm-hmm. a very masculine energy if people who are predominantly fe- feminine you know if they were born female if they've transitioned like they have that yeah. feminine energy yeah. you put that them in that system for too long their adrenals are going to burn out their energy mm-hmm. systems their bodies are not built to to Stay with that pace. They're fire, more like, much. Feminine energy is more receptive. It's more about taking being intuitive, resting. And so, if you are trying to work 80 hours a week because that's what you've been told you have to do, mm-hmm. a lot of people, they just something's going to flip. And it's a usually a switch like you know in your central nervous system like there could be an event or it could come on gradually but it just kind of like where you've just maxed out your your nervous system mm. and so now the whole world is like mm. too much okay so there's Sorry. like that's so it's there's also very much aspects mm. of um mental health because Who's in pain all the time, 24 seven, who doesn't have some kind of depression or anxiety, you know, Mm. like that in itself can give someone depression and anxiety. A lot of times women who have chronic physical pain, if you test them and look at their brains, they're not receiving, they're either not producing or integrating enough of like the happy hormones serotonin's like you know the oxytocin. their brains aren't able to for whatever reason that's like we're, what we're trying to figure out now right mm-hmm. a lot of the things start in the gut because now they're revealing that the gut is not like really a second the brain, brain but it's I... like now the first brain so if you're oh, if you've got wow. gut issues which most women do then you you literally can't make the happy hormones and then it just becomes this never-ending loop and then, you know, just for fun, throw on like menopause and <laughs> like all of those changes yeah. that really aren't addressed in our culture. it's kind of like you know every woman for its own so i would I would say predominantly female because we live in a very masculine based world and women kind of they burn out with without without replenishing We're also not taught you know there's so many aspects to this of like um you know, really integrating that feminine. And so we get mixed messages in society about like, am I supposed to be the good girl or the bad girl? Am I supposed to be like the Madonna or the whore? Am I supposed to be like the mom or the girlfriend? You know, all of these messages that women get on top of always like wanting to take care of everyone around themselves. Mm -hmm. So not really ever taking the time to like learn who they are and what they want and go after that. OK, so that breeds that can breed a lot of resentment, like ongoing unrepressed, Repressed, unexpressed anger and rage of just like how things are, you know, life's tough. And, you know, uh, we do live in kind of this society where if women explode in emotion, they're called crazy or hysterical. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's people who haven't grown up learning how to express, identify their emotions. And then we just kind of pass that on. So we're now in this wonderful time where women are really waking up, You know, we have internet access and like all of the information out there, women are starting to kind of get in touch with themselves and realize, okay, if I'm in pain all the time, I just don't need to go and like pop pills all the time you know i can do some deep inner work along with taking better care of my body physically and learning about nutrition and learning about this it's this opportunity i feel like chronic pain is an invitation for us to learn how to take better care of ourselves hmm. and to really like own that journey despite what the world is telling us of like you need to like hustle you need to do all these things like How do I say, nope, I'm always cared for and like, and really start taking care of ourselves. And then at that point, these chronic, mysterious, inexplicable diseases, they start receding because we're calming the nervous system as a whole and teaching Mm. that person, their inner child, that they're safe. And now suddenly their body doesn't freak out anymore because Mm. that's, what's been the problem. It's like, I get one symptom and I maybe take a supplement and it's it gets better, but something else happens. It's just like always the supplements and all the, th- and all the things that people try. And so to try and really get people to start looking a little deeper, like still doing all of those action steps on top, but also exploring the foundational, like the spiritual, emotional stuff that all of these symptoms, you know, we're trying to get your attention from.
0: So for yourself, when you went, when you had that deep, dark, um, where you're in that deep, dark place, where, uh,
1: soul, yeah. Dark
0: yeah everybody there's quite, I imagine there'd be people listening that are probably either in that place or getting close or what, or whatnot. I'm not saying if you are in that place, please talk to the crisis center. I'm please, not a please, practitioner. Please yeah. Please call someone I'm being honest here, but for yourself, what was that, was that the moment where you turned everything around and yes. what did that, what did that look like for you like those processes that's,
1: that's the moment that i turned myself around okay um it's taken years for everything else to fall into place but i started looking in the direction that i wanted to go instead of the instead of the where i was i had been just so focused of like right here like ow 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 i'm in pain i'm in pain my life sucks and i started saying what do I want my life to actually look like? And what happened was I created this fibromyalgia support group, fibromyalgia wow. support group. So this woman came in, I had brought this big tray of donuts because I wanted to be a good hostess. And she walked in and she's like, that's why you have fibromyalgia, you're eating crap. And I was like, ah, what? And so she brought in a guest the next week who had gone a hundred percent raw vegan. And this is like, you know, 15 years ago i i no longer you know uh recommend the raw vegan diet usually um but that was just my entry path and so she came in and taught us about raw foods and i did eat like crap at the time so Mm -hmm. she had me i went 100 percent raw the next day i was just like you know what i'm gonna do this hardcore for a week because i that's just how i am and if it doesn't work then i can say that i tried um because all of my doctors at the time were saying Diet doesn't really matter. I mean, literally I had gastroenterologists telling me like diet doesn't matter when it comes to colitis. Like it just makes no sense. Um, but um, yeah, I tried it for a week and I literally day five l- felt like the clouds parting and uh-huh. just this eye opening experience. Also like the brain fog lifted. So that was huge because then that gave me enough energy to now start learning how to make raw food for myself. I never cooked before. I never did any of that. But now I had like this newfound kind of clarity that I felt I could do that. And then my body started getting stronger and then I could take on more and more. And it's definitely been up and down. I mean, I've definitely kind of repeated that in different areas because I was still trying to fit into this like hustle culture of like, Oh, let me now go become a professional actress and be on set for 12 or 14 hours a day, or let me become an energy bar CEO, which is easily 80 hours a week, if it's successful, you know, so I was, I was choosing these um, paths that although they were much more in alignment with my beliefs and my passions than being a lawyer was, Mm -hmm. they were still not fits for me from an energy standpoint of like, I can't work 80 hours a week, (laughs) I will end up in the hospital. (laughs) If I even try, I mean, I would not make a single week, I can tell you that. And so now that got me creative of like, how do I start honoring my body, and its current limitations, leaving room open for further improvement and miracles and all of that but i'm in this life and i can't keep putting my life on hold until i feel better because that day may never happen like there mm, are people in this world who have ms or who have als or who have something where it's never it's not getting better yeah. and, they, and they go out and they're in inspirational speakers and they do and they share you know they're of course in pain they of course have all of these issues, but they're not letting that stop them. And so how do I do that, but still honor my limitations and my needs. And so that's what I work on with clients. And I just, I'm really excited. I'm launching my, my first online course through how to do this because now I'm going to work at this. I was asked to run this retreat center, which is so exciting dream job, but like, I know right now I don't want to do both. I don't have, I'd rather put my energy towards you know, my self-care and the retreat center. And so I wanted to still be able to share all of this with people because we've had so many amazing results. And I know I'll go back to coaching at some point, um, but I wanted people to have access to this information so they can just start taking little shifts on their own. And that's why I call it shift yourself. It's not like overhaul your, your entire life overnight. Like, it's like, try this this week, and just like, see how it goes. And then the next little thing, and because over time that those make huge differences.
0: For people that are maybe depressed, or or anxious, or having, you know, I mean, this burnout, like what you're saying is like, you know, like, for me, I work a lot of hours. I'll I'll be honest, I don't know how many I work enough more than my full time job, because I work on a mental health platform and then i work on another product so a lot but going to like people that are feeling that burnout and feeling that misalignment what do you recommend and or what are some tips maybe that you wanted to share or open and sharing in, in sort of getting back to you know shifting shifting yourself
1: yeah i yeah. mean the- There are a couple of things I would recommend. Um, Number one, if you can at all, and I understand that not everyone can, but take a vacation like immediately, if not sooner. Um, Weekends, if you're working full time and you have an invisible illness, weekends are not enough to recharge. They're just not. So you're literally, I mean, hopefully we're moving in the right direction. California is. uh proposing a four-day work week um, Oh, really? have heard
0: i've heard of that in European europe
1: countries like you know we're such a like hustle culture um and so that's a move in the right direction you know try to i always the first step i always have new clients do is make a no list so they literally look at their calendar and list out all of their obligations and then move as many as they can to the no side even if it's temporarily but like if you are a superwoman and you have invisible illness and you have a job and you have kids and you're trying to be on the pta and you have a husband like no no yeah the pta will be fine without you yeah like you need to treat your body like another obligation like give it time and space to heal and rest um the second thing I always recommend is uh, meditation. It's free. It has been practiced by people of all walks of life, religions for thousands of years. And there's a reason for it. It works. <laughs> it calms your central nervous system down. You start to be able to handle day-to-day stress in a more efficient way. Um, there are even like very in- advanced guided meditations nowadays that like literally help your nervous system, uh, reverse course and calm down. Like it's very powerful. We go over all of those things, all the different kinds and stuff like that. But anyone can meditate. <laughs> it's
0: but, but what if someone tries? Audience. Because I've I've talked to people that they've tried and they're like, it's not my shtick. Like it's just yeah. not like
1: it's not their shtick. Because what happens when we literally spend our entire lives not ha- trying to avoid quiet? with ourselves think about it like people are always on their phone they're always talking they're always reading they're always like your brain your brain is going 24 7 to to shut your to try and you know quiet your mind um which is not the point of meditation you can't silent your mind like that would be like saying to your heart hey i'm gonna meditate for 15 minutes don't beat like your your brain's gonna think the whole point of meditation is to just not attach to the thoughts it's just learning to let them pass by like clouds
0: like, like way clouds yeah. and, waves, and just
1: go waves back waves to you, whatever out. you're focusing on if it's an air conditioner if it's a you know music thing whatever um if you say i've tried it it's not my shtick that means that as soon as you sit down all of your shit's gonna start coming off that's uncomfortable and you have not yet built that muscle enough to be able to sit in your stuff and not attach to things as they go by. So that's just meaning you just need to practice. That's why they call it the practice of meditation. No one ever is like a master of meditation. You just, some days my meditations are like, ah, and other days it is like 14 minutes and 58 seconds of pure self-torture and then the alarm goes off, you know, like you were, you just sit to practice. You don't, uh, one of a teacher of mine said in a perfect way, you don't meditate to get good at meditating. You meditate to get good at life mm. because you're training your nervous system, nervous system to be calm under pressure, to be able to take a deep breath and self-regulate. To not emotionally attach to thoughts or circumstances as they pop up. And that starts eventually spilling over into other aspects of your life where, you know, you can be at work and the two employees that are, are always arguing in front of you that normally just boils you over. You're just like sitting there, like, Okay, let me get some work done, you know, or like the thing that your spouse always does that like sparks something you just, you see in a different way, you react a different way. Suddenly a more calm adult way, a less reactive childlike way. It just, the peace just starts slowly and gently. And that's why it's hard. It's because to get people to stick with it because it doesn't happen right away. The benefits don't happen like after one meditation necessarily. They can, I've had people have like transcendent meditations, but, but it's usually a cumulative effect so much. So that when someone has been to med- meditating for years, the thought of not meditating is like, oh hell but, no.
0: I had a, I had a thought and I, I, cause in Canada right now, marijuana is legal. I know in some parts of the States it's legal yeah. as well. Canada, they're looking at psychedelic medicine as well. Um, for me like someone's like hey why don't you just do shrooms you know I mean like meta you know I mean it's been proven to help or L- like micro dosing lsd and i was like i don't know like w- one part of me goes interesting idea I-, I don't know too much about it so i need to research it and figure yeah. it out and all this and another part of me goes like i've done a lot of research with about buddhism and i'm like if the buddhist monks could they don't need anything they don't need anything to to get themselves to a state of like, I think they did like an analysis on the, um, the Dalai Lama's heart. I don't know when this was. I know this was when I was in my teenager adult. And it was like, I think he was like in his 70s or something. And they said his heart was like the age of like a 40 year old man oh. or like, or, or so, I was like, how the fudge does that happen? Like, I, I don't it's get not,
1: it. it. It happens by not flushing your body and your system with cortisol and other stress hormones on a daily yeah. basis. That's so how what, we're supposed to be. So, so, so what,
0: what's your I would thought? say oh, sorry.
1: those are awesome things and meditate regularly. Like I want <laughs> so, both. I so, want, I want both. I've had I've used I've used mushrooms, I've used, okay. DNA, I've used ketamine in a doctor's office, thank you. Like I, I've done some stuff and, there are, and it's amazing and it's great. And it's a tool that for the right set and setting is wonderful. However, yeah. it still does not address the day to day. Can you sit with yourself in silence and not go insane? And that, if you need a drug to be able to do that, then you're not doing your work.
0: Okay. Now I will bring up another question because, um, marijuana is legal now and a parts of me feel, you mean for the rest of our generations, like, and people younger than myself, what's going to happen for the future generations that people are very like marijuana is the new cigarette. I'm not, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not prescribing anything and this, No, I understand. in your opinion, as well. So we we're just talking, but I just I'm see. I'm worried.
1: I'm concerned. Yeah,
0: correct. That, that's what I'm saying is I'm worried. I'm what like we,
1: what people- we have to, what people have to remember, and what yeah. you know, what teenagers have to know, what parents have to know is that number one, the adult mind doesn't fully form and like solidify and fully process until age twenty five.
0: I heard that. Like, yeah, from a doctor, Up yeah.
1: until age twenty five you have to be really, really good to your brain. The second thing is that the cannabis that's available today is exponentially stronger than cannabis in the wild. Okay. This, this has been cultivated. Like the weed that you're smoking is not the weed that the hippie at Woodstock was smoking. smoking (laughs) a Really weak joint. Yeah. And now kids, teenagers without fully formed like cerebral cortexes are literally doing dabs of stuff that literally like is so much marijuana. I tried it once. I was passed out for three hours. Like oh, wow. it is so strong. And they're doing this on a daily basis and affecting their brain's ability to fully form. So yeah. I think it is like anything You have to use it responsibly you have to know the purpose and the intent behind it like Mm -hmm. most like in shamanic you know traditions and stuff like that cannabis is rarely used by itself it's usually mixed with many other herbs and things you know that all have a specific intent um you have to I definitely think it should be legalized. I think that's like not even, it's vastly superior to alcohol in so many ways, Um, but it still needs to be used mindfully. And anything that we use to avoid sitting by ourselves in a room in silence, I'm gonna keep going back to that—is could just be let go of and you learn how to do that. And you know what learning how to do that is? It's learning how to forgive ourselves for everything we think we've ever done wrong and just know that we are good people who are deserving of good things and that the universe loves and wants the best for us, that we are worthy just for being ourselves. Hmm. And when you know that, you can sit in silence with yourself. Because then you're just like grateful for this life, this life that I got to wake up to the truth that I am worthy just for being here and I deserve good things. And just that, that is what I cultivate when I'm working with women who have invisible illness is that innate belief. Because once that happens, things start happening, you know, law of attraction, whatever you wanna talk about, like you start manifesting better things because you have risen your energy and your standards for yourself to a higher level and suddenly the world responds so it's um that active self-love is literally the most powerful thing you can do and it's we've been taught not to love ourselves through culture and all of the things um, so it takes a while it takes daily practice it takes i still forget at times you know like but it's a muscle that you can build and it is literally the most effective thing you can do to increase your health your happiness your relationships your bank accounts like all of the things so if you're you know there are so many people out there who can help you learn how to meditate um so many resources free it's if you want the best out of your life it's just kind of a non-negotiable like all the top performers through all levels do it like it's just learn how to sit with yourself and love yourself
0: i like that uh, that's a very that's a very good way of i think just we're going to wrap up if sort of telling you know, i mean showing people and articulating to people that perspective anything else that you want to sort of share with the audience of giving them an understanding to maybe something that they're going through in that manner
1: yeah absolutely the number one thing i would say is if you're going through it like no things are working out for you right now even if you don't know how they are like if it everything looks like it's gone to shit it's a half baked cake. It's not done yet. And I just know fully that you are worthy of every good thing that you want in your life. And to start the process of opening up to that goodness that just wants to shower you because just because you are you. So whatever you need to do, if you need to reach out to a friend, reach out to a support group, reach out to a a counselor or therapist, a coach, a, a TikTok channel that you vibe with, like whatever you need to do, do it because you are irreplaceable and you have a wonderful, beautiful purpose and you deserve to be here. Wow.
0: I really enjoyed that and that actually that was a very, very meaningful last bit. And I think I hope people really uh, can listen to that over and over again and really let that sink in. Um, it's been a pleasure, Emily, to have you on and uh, yeah, it's been awesome. And so if anybody wants to get to know a little bit more about Emily and what she's all about, it's Shift Yourself with Emily Shoals. I'm going to get all of her contacts and details in the video below. So then you can check it out, see what she's all about, and then go from there. Thank you so much, Emily. I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you.